Hey everybody, it's Yasema. And this is Robert. And welcome to Yalla Talk. The mainstream political landscape is one that is exclusionary and in many ways a failure in representing the needs and beliefs held by our young progressive demo- demographic. Progressive youth voices and political activism are only highlighted for cheap political points by the old guard and leftist youth of color like ourselves are largely either tokenized for corporate profit or completely shunned from the greater mainstream discussion. And to that we say, screw you, we're setting our own. Here we break down everything from culture to politics in order to reframe the conversation, organize our base, and set a tone that emphasizes our opinions at a brand new table. So yalla, let's talk. As of March 11th, more than 118,000 people have been infected globally Almost 4,300 people have died, and at least 114 countries and territories have been affected. And if Iran is not able to survive this crisis, the virus will continue to spread throughout the Middle East and beyond. By the time the coronavirus hit Iran around February 19th, the country's economy, including its healthcare system, had already been devastated by U.S. sanctions. Nearly three dozen Iranian government officials and members of the parliament are infected, and even a senior advisor to the Supreme Leader has unfortunately died. The Iranian currency lost 80% of its value. Food prices doubled, rents soared, and so did unemployment. The decimation of Iran's economy has left the government with scant resources to cover the enormous costs of dealing with direct medical treatment for patients suffering from the coronavirus, as well as supporting workers who are losing their jobs and helping businesses basically go bankrupt. Humanitarian aid, food, and medicine was supposed to be exempt from sanctions, but that has not been the case. Shipping and insurance companies have been unwilling to risk doing business with Iran, and banks have been able or willing to process payments. This is especially true after September 20th, when the Trump administration sanctioned Iran's central bank, severely restricting the last remaining Iranian financial institution that could engage in foreign exchange transactions involving humanitarian imports. Representative Ilhan Omar from Minnesota calls for a lifting of the sanctions on Iran due to the outbreak, with more than 11,000 reported cases and at least 514 deaths, making the Islamic Republic one of the countries hit by the virus, with one of the countries being the worst hit by the virus. Omar tweeted, this makes no sense. The sanctions are economic warfare. They have already caused medical shortages and countless deaths in Iran. You cannot claim to want de-escalation and then announce new sanctions with no clear goal. This is not a measured response, quoted um, Ilhan Omar. The U.S. is accused of medical terrorism. Iran demands Trump lift drug import sanctions amid coronavirus crisis. The oppressive and illegal American sanctions have affected public welfare and health in Iran. The outbreak has prompted authorities to temporarily release 70,000 prisoners to contain the spread of the illness, which has now reached all of Iran's cities. Sina Tusi from the National Iranian American Council is quoted saying that sanctions continue to be a crime against humanity. Later on Friday, Iran's foreign minister Javad Zarif announced he had sent a letter to the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres asking the international community to, quote, disregard inhuman U.S. sanctions. 
As the COVID-19 ravages Iran, we should recognize that viruses don't discriminate. To fight them, neither should humans, Zadev said, sharing the letter on Twitter. You know, there's been new satellite photos showing the coronavirus crisis in Iran is likely much worse than its government is letting on, or at least that the country's leaders are preparing for the worst. Maxart Technologies, a private space com- tech company, showed two large burial trenches being dug at a cemetery outside of Qom, Iran's religious capital. These graves are the size of football stadiums and were visible from satellite images. Iran has taken some important measures, including closing down certain public spaces to curb the disease's spread, but Iranian President Hassan Rouhani also seems to be blaming others for his government's faults, saying it was one of the enemy's plots to spread fear in our country and close down the country. Among those in Iran who have been unable to get critical medications have been patients with leukemia, epilepsy, and chronic eye injuries from exposure to chemical weapons during the Iran-Iraq war. Now coronavirus has been added to that list. The Iranian government is not without blame. It grossly mishandled the beginning of the outbreak, downplaying the danger, putting out false information, and even arresting individuals who raised alarms. The COVID-19 pandemic is far from the first proof of how intertwined we are as a global community. But not only in Iran is this an utter disaster, so is it in Palestine. The coronavirus is a death sentence for Palestinians caged in Gaza. Even a small outbreak among Gaza's densely packed blockaded population would put an impossible strain on a healthcare system that is already on the verge of collapse. Imagine 2 million human beings living in a space of just 365 square kilometers. One of the most densely populated spaces on Earth confined to a cage in which they cannot escape. No matter their degree of optimism or pessimism, Gazans are isolated from the rest of the world. And what of the people who live in the cage of of Gaza? What will happen to them? If the people of Gaza become unwell, will anyone care? Any more than to the minimal degree they have in the past? Will anything change for them? Or will it simply become much worse? On Thursday of March 5th, the Palestinian Authority announced a 30-day state of emergency following seven initial coronavirus cases discovered in Bethlehem closing educational institutions and numerous places of work. It is now reported that the occupied Palestinian territory has 30 cases of COVID-19. The United Nations has said that the healthcare in Gaza is at a breaking point. Gaza has a significant lack of quality medical care, a deficit in medical supplies, and poorly ran medical personnel, which has led to a protracted health crisis. The Gaza Strip has unreliable power supply, fuel shortages, water quality issues, and poor sewerage, which is a horrifying reality normally, but a potential catastrophe if combined with the coronavirus outbreak. 97% of Gaza's water is not fit for human consumption, according to the World Health Organization, which begs the question, how could Gaza's, how could Gaza's hospitals 
possibly confront a coronavirus epidemic when in some cases clean water is not even available in the largest hospital, Al-Shifa. The people are not to blame and are honestly not even prepared for this eventuality. Gaza has endured its 12th year of Israeli siege and is still reeling under the massive destruction of several Israeli wars. It has been declared by the United Nations to be inhabitable. As an occupying power, according to the United Nations Security Council and according to the international humanitarian law, and also to pursuant to the international human rights law, it is Israel's responsibility to ensure and maintain the health of those living in the occupied Palestinian territory, including Gaza. Gaza's people never chose to live in a cage, and they shouldn't be sentenced to die in one either. When considering the news and when considering everything that is going on right now, we implore that you guys really stay mindful with the fact that maybe you're in line buying some hand sanitizers or toilet paper or stocking up on water, but recognize the fact that U.S. and Western imperialism, colonialism, economic and medical warfare is severely impacting the lives that this country and Israel and their allies have negatively deterred for the worst. So before you go ahead and plan to lock down and pretend that locking yourself in your house will, you know, save you and your family or whatever, remember that there are refugees and people across the world that would love to have that luxury and don't. So do something to help. We'll post some nonprofits that are accepting donations, but even more than that, help spread the word. Be vocal, stay safe, wash your hands, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Bye.